Hey everyone, welcome to Talk of the Town. This is a podcast where we talk about all things media, creators, business, and more. My name is Tristan. I am the host of the podcast. If this is your first time listening to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And if you're returning from previous episodes, thank you so much for tuning back and listening to new episodes of the podcast. In today's episode, guys, doing a little bit of a after hours episode. And we have actually some really great topics to talk about for this episode of the podcast. Now, before I get into those, I want to say if you've not checked out our previous episode, it was our first episode that we did for the podcast uh, with Johnny Price from WeFunder. Definitely suggest you guys go check that out after this episode and everything. So with that being said, guys, let's get into our first topic and that has to do with some news coming out from Warner Brothers Discovery and some really interesting things happening, um, which has to do with the originally planned merger of HBO Max and Discovery Plus, right? So if you guys remember, uh, let's go all the way back to 2022. Discovery buys Warner Media, creates Warner Brothers Discovery. And we started hearing rumblings very quickly from the CEO, David Zaslav, that they would be starting to eventually merge HBO Max and Discovery Plus. All the way, even like they were coming down to potentially names of this uh, combined streaming service and, and, you know, a really dumb name, which was just calling it Max, right? Taking away the HBO name. Well, it seems that. Earlier today, a report came out from Deadline, and as well as the Hollywood Reporter and some other places and, and things like that. Um, very interestingly, is that Warner Brothers Discovery is abandoning the plan to shut down that merger, right? So they're no longer going to basically merge these two together. And uh, I think it's very interesting that they've decided to do this because, uh, you know, really it, it comes down to a big strategy and a big, um, you know, thing for you know, people who watch these streaming services and, and watch the content on them. Uh, and, and really, I feel like it's something that a lot of us have always kind of hated. If you're someone who really loves the prestige and the, uh, aura of HBO being combined with the content of a Discovery Plus. Now, according to Deadline, Deadline says that insiders confirmed the strategic shift after it was initially reported by the Wall Street Journal. Uh, and it really has to do with people saying they felt Discovery Plus subscribers could balk at paying a higher price for a combined service. If you think about it, um, like Discovery Plus is like $5 with ads, $7 without ads, whereas HBO Max is $10 with ads and $16 without ads, right? So, you know, they've been trying to to really, you know, like drag the, you know, the, the horse for a while on this. Um, even going as far as like adding some you know, content from Discovery, like 90 Day Fiance, the Magnolia Network on the HBO Max. But now it seems that the plan is to have Discovery Plus remain uh, as its own service. And um, that ultimately from there, um, 
that content will make its way also to HBO Max. Some people believe that HBO Max could still be renamed Max, you know, reflecting a potentially, you know, broader subscription orientation and to transcend, you know, the premium cable routes, which I think is very stupid. Uh, if they decide to go and continue uh, with this, you know, name change, getting rid of HBO Max, I think a lot of people are really not going to like it. I think it's going to be a really dumb decision across the board. Um, you know, overwhelmingly, people just do not like it, right? And, and I mean, there, there's been a lot of talk on Twitter about this. There's been a lot of people who um, just are not happy with the moves coming out of Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh, I, you know, I'm certainly one of those included uh, with that. I personally think uh, there, there's no reason for a lot of people to be happy with what's happening with HBO Max because a lot of shows that were really loved on the platform either got canceled or have been moved off you know the platform like for instance uh recently Minx went over to Stars and I believe um Westworld which got canceled you know after its fourth season went over to Tubi right which you know is a really dumb decision um across the board right and and so um you know, what I want to know from you guys, though, listening to this podcast, is what do you guys think about this? Do you think it's great that HBO Max and Discovery Plus are not merging? Do you hope that HBO Max remains called HBO Max? What do you think? Let me know in the you know uh, social media world and things like that. All right. Now, before we get into our second topic, I want to talk about a sponsor of the podcast, that being Zencaster. Zencaster is the all-in-one podcast platform. You're able to do everything from recording, editing, distributing, and monetizing your podcast. I actually use it for the podcast. I'm an investor in the company. I really love what they do. They are giving the ability to record podcasts in studio quality 4K, 16-bit audio, again, you know, having a really amazing creator network and ads manager for you to be able to monetize your podcast like no before. And on top of that, just everything that's built into the platform is absolutely amazing. So if you're someone that really wants to up the quality with your podcast, go to Zencaster.com. That is Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com. And with that being said, let's get into our second topic for today. And that has to do with a lot of news coming out of Disney. And it is very intriguing happening with Disney today, right? So uh, originally, this was something I was just going to be talking about with Disney and some of its licensing. But there has been a lot of things happening with Disney across the board that we need to talk about uh, because Bob Iger today swung the gavel and made a lot of decisions. And I think it is a very, very interesting thing. Um, you know, I'm someone who's always been a fan of Bob Iger, right? And, and the decisions he has made throughout his, you know, tenure as CEO of, you know, Disney. Um, 
so as far as the first things go, um, Disney is doing a lot of restructuring. They've announced that uh, Disney Entertainment uh, is going to be um, a, a new part of Disney, right? Um, if, if you remember that uh, under Bob Chapek, Disney had this thing called the Media and Entertainment Distribution, or DMED, uh, that was run by Kareem Daniel. And basically what this unit did that was really controversial was they separated the way content and distribution decisions were made and took the decision-making power away from the creative teams, right? So, you know, you know for instance, if Kevin Feige wanted to do a Marvel project on, you know, Disney+, Plus, these people could say, you're not going to do it on Disney+, Plus. you're going to do it theatrically. Or if, you know, uh, Pixar wanted to do an animated, you know, film, they could say, no, you're going straight to Disney Plus, right? Like, this was a really big contention for quite some time. And it seems that what's very interesting is that um, this, you know, Disney Entertainment Unit will encompass both TV and film. It is being led by Dana Walden, who took over on the the television side when... um, Peter Rice was kicked out by Bob Chapek and as well Alan Bergman, who's been at Disney for a very, very long time, right? Um, And and so I think that this is very interesting. Now, Bob Iger's painted this basically um, as a significant transformation um, and hopefully that will return, you know, great authority to the creatives at Disney. uh, And also, um, ultimately, I think it will bring... Um, it's direct to consumer streaming services like Disney, Hulu, uh, and, and others as well under the division. Um, so that, that I think is something that'll be really great. It is unfortunate though, that they're going to be facing a lot of layoffs, uh, and, and things of that nature, but it certainly is, uh, an understandable thing. You know, I think it is necessary that a lot of these things do happen, um, you know, again, Bob Chapek ran Disney for a very, very bad time, and uh, it really needs to be, um, you know, fixed. And, and really, that things need to be done better. And uh, ultimately, I think that will be a, a really big test for Disney. Now, on top of that, Bob Iger has also come out and said that he is. Uh, you know, reaffirming the outlook for streaming profitability, uh, calling, you know, things like you know, the streaming business his number one priority, but is also vowing not to abandon movie theaters or linear TV, which is like a big thing that Bob Chapek was doing, was really focusing heavily on streaming and not focusing enough on, you know, the linear TV, on, you know, this and that, uh, which is something I feel like a lot of people... Uh, might actually appreciate um, when it comes down to it. And um, I think ultimately that will be a very smart thing, right? You know, you look at um, Hulu and ESPN, which are part of the streaming bundle. Um, You know, a lot of these services are, you know, directly benefiting from, the linear TV model that Disney has with, you know, the Disney channels, with ABC, with FX, with Freeform, with all the different uh, 
channels and as well the same with ESPN. Um, you know, I think it's also interesting that, you know, within a, you know, a year from now, um, the future of Hulu could be undecided, right? Where it could either be owned completely by Disney or, um, it, you know, there could be a bidding war between Comcast who owns a third of Hulu as well. So I think there's a lot interesting there. Um, and, and also, you know, they have a lot to do when it comes down to it. Um, I, you know, think one of the more interesting things that came out of this call with Bob Iger is that he talked about how they're going to stop providing subscriber forecasts, given the greater emphasis being put on profitability and other metrics, right? Like this is something similar to what Netflix started to do recently. Um, because I think like a lot of people realize, um, that, they're, they've hit as much as they can probably in subscriber growth uh, or you're going to get in the ment- um, in incremental sorry in- increases with um, streaming and um, you know who knows what happens from there um, so you know it's something to keep a look at um, and and ultimately um, I think it, it'll sort of be very interesting to see what happens right now uh, moving forward from there disney has reorganized itself into three different uh, you know core areas that being entertainment espn and parks and then as well experiences and products which i think is very uh, intriguing again that um bob Iger has has restructured the company in in this way um so basically you know, overall, um, the, you know, parks and resorts, which include, you know, consumer products, cruise ships, the, the parks, you know, all that are going to remain as is, um, everything besides ESPN will be under the entertainment side of Disney, which I think is very interesting actually. Um, because, ESPN is in a very unique space right now, right? Uh, if, you, if you think about it, you know, ESPN, ESPN Plus um, has been, you know, the target of a lot of people in, in Wall Street and in other areas um, with trying to get it, you know, sold off um, and, and, you know, maybe even, um, you know, things like that. So I don't know. Um, how that could go, but it, it's certainly interesting. Um, I, I think that eventually ESPN, if it stays with Disney, should and will probably stay, um, you know, by itself or either merged into Disney Plus, which I think would probably be one of the smarter things to do. Um, but ultimately, I think that this will be really great. The reorganization of Disney. Um, fi- fixing things, you know, the cost savings, getting the right people back in place to run the entertainment union uh, unit, uh, I think is great. I think the only big thing for Bob Iger to really fix um, is first the, the whole Reedy Creek Improvement District in Florida and also finding a worthy successor um, for, um, for himself when his two-year tenure with Disney comes up. Uh, and also that they're reinstating the dividend by the end of this year. So very intriguing information coming out of Disney 
today and uh, certainly not, you know, a, a dull day for, you know, uh, the entertainment space across the board. So it is certainly uh, very, very intriguing to say the least. So what I want to know from you guys on social media and wherever else you guys want to talk, what do you guys think about the news with Disney? Do you think Bob Iger is leading Disney into the right path again, fixing a lot of the mistakes that were under Bob Chapek? Uh, let me let me know what you guys think because honestly, I don't know what to think about this uh, other than you know good riddance to the way that Disney media and entertainment distribution destroy things for the CW or not for the CW, sorry for for Disney. Um, but ultimately, you know, like, let me know what you guys think about this down below. And then also, guys, uh, before we get into our third and final topic, I want to talk about another sponsor of the podcast, that being One More. One More is a premium audio brand designed to giving you the best audio products possible. We're talking some of the best earphones earbuds, Bluetooth headsets, everything when it comes down to it. I myself have really loved using one more earphones for quite some time. And I genuinely believe they are one of the best companies out there when it comes down to it. They are truly ahead of the game in so many different ways. It is not even funny. If you're someone that, again, like me, loves having high quality audio, really getting the most when it comes down to your audio, your sound, everything like that. Definitely take a look at one more. They are a company that you will absolutely love. And on top of that, they really love the podcast. And, you know, whether you're young, old, you know, a music lover or just someone trying to get into music, you deserve to listen to music as it was meant to be heard. And one more makes it possible to do that. So, Check out one more. There will be a link down in the show notes and so forth. Now, with that being said, everyone, let's talk about the final topic for this, which is going to be around the good old friends at the CW because there's some really interesting news that is coming out around the CW this week. Two major things that have happened actually at the CW. Um, and I think it's a very intriguing thing that is happening uh, at the CW. The first of which is that they have hired a new executive for unscripted programming, which is something that we were expecting for quite some time to happen. Um, you know, again, for anyone that has been under a rock for the last, you know, I want to say, you know, eight months or so. Uh, Warner Brothers and Paramount no longer own the CW themselves. Next, our media group, the largest owner of TV stations in, in the country, now owns the majority stake in the CW. And one of the things that they've really been focusing heavily on is moving away from this um, you know, thing of scripted programming and all sorts of different things and it's very intriguing to see, um, you know, what has happened, um, when, you know, in, in this area, right? So, according to the Hollywood Reporter, 
Um, Heather Olander will be the head of unscripting programming for the CW. She comes from NBC Universal, where she was the uh, executive VP of alternative development and programming for Peacock, Sci-Fi, and the USA Network. Um, it's very interesting because um, she has done actually a lot when it came down to uh, work at NBC Universal. Um, you know, launch shows like Ms. and Mrs., Straight Up Steve Austin, the Chris Lee Knows Best franchise, uh, as well as new versions of like Temptation Island. Uh, she also previously was the um, vice president of original series development and programming for MTV prior to 2011. So uh, very intriguing to see what happens from there. You know, uh, I, I think it's interesting the route that CW is taking under Nexstar, where they're going to be focusing uh, majority of their programming now on unscripted content, um, away from, you know, the more pricey scripted content that we've all known and loved from the CW over time. So very intriguing to see, uh, what happens, right. And, and, you know, ultimately, um, you know, with only really a few shows remaining from the previous era of the CW, and pledging to turn a profit by 2025, um, who knows what could happen, right? Now, on top of that, we also got the news that um, Chris Spudicini, and I am probably mispronouncing his name, um, has also become the new head of marketing at the CW. Uh, he was a longtime HBO and Warner Media executive, uh, which is really nice to see somebody from the Warner days coming over. Uh, he just led the campaigns for Game of Thrones, The Sopranos, uh, as well as other things. He was chief marketing officer of Warner Media Entertainment um, before leaving, um, you know, the company in 2020. So it, very intriguing to see what is happening uh, on that end of things. Um, ultimately, I think that this is actually great. We have someone who is from the, the Warner Media era. Um, of the CW and, and you know things of, of that nature. So again, someone who really knows how to lead marketing campaigns for signature shows, really knows how to brand a network, uh, really knows how to to do tons of amazing things. Uh, I wish Chris all the luck with the CW um, because you know who knows um, how things could turn out. Now, uh, as part of this as well. And again, like I mentioned, CW is moving away uh, in a large part from scripted originals. They, over the last couple of days, have decided to ultimately, they've decided to ultimately um, dismantle its current programming department, right? You know, when the layoffs of the CW happened back in like October and November of last year, they started getting away with the, the talent and the casting side of the CW. But now, uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, Executive Vice President of Current Programming, Michael Roberts, and Executive Vice President of Development, Gay Hirsch, uh, two of the remaining most important scripted executives were let go recently. Um, and, you know, there were more uh, others that were impacted in layoffs uh, as well which is kind of upsetting to see, um, you know, when it comes down to it, um, you know, Michael Roberts had actually been with the CW since its 
former days as WB. So, you know, going back, you know, almost 20 something years, you look at um, Gay Hirsch, who had been, you know, at, at the CW for quite some time, right? She had basically been there since 2006, worked on shows like Gossip Girl, Jane the Virgin, Arrow, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Riverdale, countless others. Um, I remember even when this news got announced that Julie Pleck, the, the well-known creator of The Vampire Diaries, um, actually tweeted out that this was a very saddening thing to see. A lot of people um, also uh, really believe these individuals are going to get scooped up very quickly by some other entertainment company, uh, which I think is uh, certainly something that will happen. Um, and, and on top of that, you know, this also comes in the middle of the annual pilot season for the CW and other broadcast networks. Uh, and it's intriguing that the CW has not picked up a single plot, uh, pilot for development in, you know, clearly what is another sign for the network under Nexstar, um, which many people believe by the next year or two is going to look basically like a broadcast version of my network TV, uh, which I'm, you know, kind of sad to see that, right? You know, because again, this is a network that people loved, cherished, everything across the board. Uh, so definitely know what you guys think about this on social media. Are you sad to see what's happening with the CW? Are you okay with it? Have you just gone over with the CW? You know, let me know what you guys think in social media. All right, everyone. So with that being said, this is the end of the podcast. Hopefully you guys do enjoy, you know, the episodes of the podcast as they come out. I'm going to have, again, a lot of amazing topics to talk about, a lot of amazing guests coming on the podcast, um, and so many different things as well. So hopefully you guys do enjoy the rest of your day, your evening, night, where whatever it is when you're listening to the podcast. And that being said, my name is Tristan, the host of the podcast. Follow the podcast on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Talk of Town Pod. We'll see all of you in the next one.